Hi guys, I'm Giuseppe Santamaria, the photographer behind Men in This Town and editor of Mitt Magazine. Welcome to a brand new season of Portrait Session, in partnership with Emporio Armani. This season, I'm doing things a little bit differently. Instead of shooting men in this town in my studio, I'll be capturing them in their natural habitat, living la dolce vita and finding out what living the sweet life actually means to them in this day and age. In this episode, I'm in Melbourne, chatting with illustrator Jeffrey Phillips. With a passion to draw the little things in life that go unnoticed, I immediately felt like I related to his works, observing the lives of strangers from afar. But as we sat down in his kitchen for this interview, I learned that as much as our work has us looking from a distance, we still need to get a little closer to truly appreciate the details. Head over to meninthistown.com to view selects from our portrait session. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the conversation that took place. Let's um, let's start off with introducing yourself. What's your name, your age, and kind of what you do for a living? Okay, I am uh, Jeffrey Phillips. I'm a illustrator um, based out of Melbourne. I'm 37 years old, and um, uh, yeah, I've been freelancing as an illustrator for about nine or ten years now. Nice. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a good um, it's been a good journey. And we're going to get into that journey oh, okay. because I'm oh, yeah. quite interested in the whole life of an artist, which uh-huh. is just, I know could have struggles, but I'm sure it has a lot mm. of its perks as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, let's start off with kind of what you're wearing today. Okay. Like what are, what are your pieces that you have on right now? Okay. I, um, uh, I've got on a black pair of jeans, um, a pair of work, uh, work boots, um, I was going to switch these out for something nicer. <laughs> no, um, no. And, it's kind of what works yeah, for you. What you, is you? Yeah, so. you, you caught me in my natural state before <laughs> I had time to, to curate. Um, um, so, yeah, just a um, pair of um, blood and stone uh, red back work boots. Nice. Um, black jeans. I've got a cashmere um, turtleneck on. Where's that from? Um, Uniqlo. Looks quite nice and soft and cozy, oh, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, I, I really wanted a good... Uh, turtleneck yeah yeah and um tried on so many and i just couldn't um they were i just felt so it felt like such a risky move yeah right um but but this one's been great no it's nice and casual it fits quite nicely and it's like it's good for winter i think yeah good turtleneck yeah um and then uh yeah i've got a patagonia jacket somewhere um and uh i usually pair it with this scarf that my friend's grandmother knitted yeah, no way. For me, yeah. Um, That's amazing. Nice yeah. to have an original piece like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, original piece. Um, let me see. It has nice woven colors in it as yeah. well. Um, yeah, she was on holiday from overseas and, um, um, you know, she, she needed something to do. So, so we all went, we, we all went to Spotlight and we each picked out like a yarn. Yeah, nice. Um, and it had to be like eight, eight, eight ply or eight core something wool yeah, and yeah, uh right. yeah and then i chose that one and um, um put it to she, work <laughs> yeah she, it's fantastic i get so many compliments from it no, um uh, i thought i'd lost it for about six months and uh. i was devastated and then <laughs> a few weeks ago i found it at the back of just the in time just winter. right at the back there i was like cleaning things out i'm like here nice. you are you're not on a train somewhere or in an op shop or <laughs> and um uh, and i've got a uh armani um, black leather bag, nice backpack. Um, Carrie, it's a nice basic kind of color. Kind of works for you. Yeah, works for the rest of your look. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm quite um, monotone, like my work. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it 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 suits it suits my aesthetic. And what is your aesthetic? What is mm. your style all about? Kind of how does it work for you? Um, it's essentially whatever I feel comfortable in. Yeah. Um, um, there used to be a time when. Um, I always felt that um, to look like something else would mean, you know, that's where comfort lay, you know, outside yeah. me. Um, and uh, um, yeah, it's taken it's taken a while, but as I've been more comfortable and more confident in who I am, yeah. um, I've, uh, you know, found it much easier to pick items that 
uh, suit me and, uh, yeah. you know, make me feel even more comfortable or, like, work with. Uh, Absolutely. Were, yeah. It, is this something you experimented with as a kid, fashion, or kind of even in style in, in general? Um, more more as a teenager and, yeah, then, right. and growing up. Like, mm. yeah, I went through... I went through a lot of phases. Yeah. <laughs> As we all uh, have. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what kind uh, of phases? Oh, like um, it was a, there was a brief surfing phase. Yeah. Skateboarding, um, <laughs> you know, then the sort of early two thousands R and B. Yeah, right. That's when I started going um, out to clubs, and you know, my my jeans got baggier and baggier. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> where then, did you grow up? Where, where, huh? where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in India. Okay. Nice. Um, but I moved to Perth when I was about twelve. Yeah, okay. Right. And uh, so this was all in Perth where you were. Kind this of was yes, playing with styles yes, yes. Like um, yeah, when I was still in India, I was still being. Uh, um, yeah, I didn't. I was too young to to choose my You're wardrobe. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and was then, that kind of a big adjustment for you to kind of to go from India to Perth in Australia? Huge. Your whole family moved over. Uh, I moved uh, on my own. Um, no way, yeah. Um, well, we got we got our papers, and then um, I moved to start high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you know anyone here at all, or? Uh, yeah, I had yeah, yeah. I had um, I had a um, family in Perth. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so I stayed with them uh, for two years, and then uh, my family moved over. Nice. And and then we were reunited. Amazing. Mm. Was that kind of something that your parents wanted to? do and kind of coming to Australia to kind of change up their lives and for the, raise the family here or? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was, that was, um, there was always a goal. Yeah. Um, but it took a while to, to happen. Yeah, right. Um, uh, yeah. I always find it amazing when there is kind of, I mean, my family, uh, my parents are from Italy mm-hmm. and they moved over to Canada and they had us there. Mm-hmm. But even just the idea of kind of, we could have been born in Italy and be a very different growing yes. up lifestyle. Yes. You experience a little bit of both. Could you mm-hmm. like, could you have imagined your life staying in India or just yeah. kind of being in Australia kind of where you felt kind of like it was right? Oh, um, I, um, I've never felt like I had a choice. Okay, you know, yeah, I just right. felt like a football, yeah, yeah. you know, like, yeah. okay, well, you're going, you're going here now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Melbourne would have been my first conscious yeah, right. decision. Yeah. I am going to move to this city. Yeah. Um, so, so Melbourne, I think is, is the first time when I've, I've, I learned to, you know, make my own choices about where I was going to live and, right. um, and, and that type of thing. And what was it about Melbourne that kind of attracted you to it? Uh, I had a few friends here. Mm. Um, I visited a few times and I really liked it. Mm. Uh, and um, yeah, I just needed a, just like a little push, you know, yeah. to, to, to make the move. Um, a little bit of independence as well. Like just to be on your own. Yeah. Is quite, I think everyone needs every now and then. And yeah. It's like you can make your own way of life, you know, in the mm-hmm. way that you want to live it, as, you know, in your own terms, in your own way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And when did you get to uh, Melbourne? Oh, six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah. And that was after school or? Um, no, that was, um, I'd been working for a while. Um, um, I actually did a degree in finance. Okay. And worked for a few years in finance. Yeah. yeah. And uh, didn't really enjoy it. Um, but, uh but I didn't really know, I didn't have any, um, uh, you know, sense that I could have more say in what I did. Yeah, I was yeah. just so used to, well, this is how it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but I, I got let go um, um, about two or three years into it. Mm. They were like, mm, he, just, he doesn't seem like he's, yeah. he's into it, he's not motivated. Um, and, and that was a good opportunity for me to to turn to illustration, which I'd always wanted to do. and always felt that it had been, it was too late. No way. Yeah, How old were you at this point? Oh, 25, 26. Okay. Yeah. I've been wanting to do it since I was 24. Mm. And at 24, I thought, oh, it's too late. 25. Oh, I should have done it at 24. Why didn't <laughs> I do it then? Like 25, 26. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but then I thought, 
you know what, I, I'm going to be saying this when I'm 30. Yeah, I'm going to be saying this. I, yeah. So losing my job was probably the best thing to happen it's to a, me it's in a hindsight. blessing in disguise. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's, is art something that you were even dabbling with at all? Like, was it a hobby? Or? Absolutely. It was always a hobby. Yeah, it was. So you it were was, always kind of doodling, illustrating. Yeah. 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 Um, but I never thought it could be a career. Yeah, right. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, I was a bit naive in thinking that that might be possible. Yeah. But I had, I had some I had savings um, and I went to TAFE. So that was very affordable. Yeah. So you went to go study it then? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And also I wasn't working at the, at that time. And, yeah. you know, uh, I thought, well, I can, you know, there was Oz study um, to apply for. Um, so I did. Um, went to TAFE for two years. Um, didn't Almost didn't graduate because in those two years, I just embraced it so, you know, thoroughly. Yeah, right. Uh, that that um, uh, I just picked up work, like work grew, like, clients sort of you know just like like, school yeah amazing yeah Um, yeah so by towards the end of the second year um i was so busy um with sort of this little side client business that was growing um that yeah i had to decide whether to keep studying to find work or work yeah um and and back then i didn't really have any sort of role models re freelancers or like how is it done you don't know the the rules of like well how do you make a career in illustration yeah i thought you know what i'm gonna study i'm gonna get a piece of paper that says i'm qualified i'm gonna have a portfolio i'm going to have an exhibition at the end of the year i'm gonna you know employers are gonna come they're gonna look at it they're gonna go uh great we'll give (laughs) you a job yeah yeah. uh yeah but it just didn't it didn't work out like that um uh yeah, and now, now freelancing is, you know, being self-employed is yeah. probably one of, you know, the best ways in which to, you know, practice as yeah. a creative. Absolutely. Yeah. How did those first clients, how did you get them? How did, how did they come to you? Um, like when you were in school, was it something that, does the internet kind of play a big part in getting your work out there and kind of getting your exposure? Um, I think it would be word of mouth. Word of mouth, yeah. Word yeah. of mouth, and also because I didn't come from a creative background, um, I I was often the only creative within my social circles. Yeah, yeah. And so I was the only person who could draw amongst um, filmmakers or uh, um, you know people who own small businesses and yeah, so yeah, on yeah. and so forth. So I it was it was like almost like a cheat to sort of find work because yeah. everyone everyone would just think of Jeff when they yeah, needed right. anything. I need a brochure designed or, you know, Jeff, logo Jeff. Yeah. Um, and, um, um, yeah, storyboards, Jeff, poster for my, you know, band, Jeff. Um, Amazing. Uh, and, and, yeah, so that, that like really helped. a variety helped. of work. So it's like even design t- type of stuff as well. Yeah. 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 Early on I was doing uh, – people's websites branding <laughs> I would, you know like brochures for you know catalogs um I, I took photos at you know events yeah yeah uh, very bad photos um, <laughs> yeah uh oh, I did so much stuff yeah so 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 much stuff so it seems like you mm. have this kind of creative energy that you've always had then and it's like mm. you just love producing yeah 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 um and the goal was always to be an illustrator yeah but, yeah um, at, at early on, everything was so wonderful. Yeah, everything yeah. that wasn't sitting, you know, at a desk, nine yeah. to five, you know, moving, you know, papers around and filling out <laughs> forms was was amazing. So, how did you then you fine tune it to being mm. more kind of illustrative work? Uh, it evolved over time. Yeah, right. Um, over over like the past ten years, um, I found that. Um, I found that I was getting more of certain types of work that I mm. liked doing and that I was good at. Mm. So my this this career has really sort of dovetailed so well into who I am as a person. And, yeah. and so the things I'm not as a person don't really tend to sort of find me in 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 work. Yeah, right. Um, That's interesting. Which is yeah, um, a good friend of mine. Um, actually my friend whose grandmother knitted the scarf said, you know, your career is not a goal. Your career is a vessel. 
and it's taking you to where you need to go. Um, I like that. Yeah. And if you know where you need to go, and I was like, oh my God, I need to know where I need to go. The career is not the... Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've always, it's always stuck with me. Um, and illustration, you know, until like right now is definitely, has definitely allowed me to do things and be the kind of person that um, I don't, I can't think of another career that might have um, had the same sort yeah. of uh, effect. What kind of mm. jobs is, are kind of your, the ones that you do kind of try to gravitate more towards? Is it kind of editorial stuff or more commercial stuff? What kind of do you enjoy most? Oh, um, uh, all of, all, all of it, that, yeah. all of it, all yeah. of it. Um, uh, recently I've been thinking about, um, this idea that illustration isn't what I do, but mm. it's the result of what I do. Right. Um, and I've been asking friends this, friends who, you know, have a, a career or do a job that has a label, like I'm a writer, I'm a yeah. photographer. And to sort of change that around mm. and say, well, you're not a photographer. Photographer is just a label that, you know, you have so people can find you on Google or it's a label that, you know, describes you as a, a function, your function in an economy. Yeah. Um, but... But what do you really do, you know? Uh, and when you think about um, even, you know, cooking or anything, like I'm not a chef, but making food is the result of what I do. Yeah, um, right, right. What, what do you do, really do? And I found that when I asked myself this and asked friends this, there is, there is overlap that you would not believe. Yeah. Um, for example, I really like playing music. Yeah. I really like cooking. I also really like drawing. And all of these are expressions where, you know, I'm sort of taking things that are complicated or taking things that are like separate or different yeah. parts and sort of combining them into one thing. Um, everything I enjoy doing, everything that turns me on is a result of, yeah. you know, this process. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we're so fixated on trying to have that one label sometimes. It's like, yeah, and it stifles us a bit, you know? Yeah. Like I find that for myself even, it's like, the label like a photographer yes technically that works for me but i don't necessarily look at myself as the photographers i follow on instagram that i see their amazing work and it's like they're mm. doing great photography it's like mm. but i still see myself doing something a little bit different that's not necessarily yeah. just a photographer type of thing but yeah and i i beat myself up sometimes with that i would just like mm. ah like i need to be more this i need to be more a photographer yeah but why when i'm doing my own thing I know. It's like I, you're so stuck on that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm the, so stuck on that. <laughs> yeah, the labels were invented in a time when, um, you know, they needed to to be there. But yeah. I don't think they're really the same anymore. Like a photographer does so much more than yeah. just taking photos. Um, and um, yeah, and a, a chef does so much oh more God, than just yeah. cooking food, you know. Like they're looking at how, you know, the acoustics in the restaurant. Um, yeah like what the menu looks like. I mean, I had a, a chef on earlier mm. in the podcast and it's like, he cooks. Yes, but he mm. does so much more. Yeah. He does consulting and it's like, it's all about kind of getting the right plates and getting it like the, the artistic kind of part to it mm. and actually having the right music, the right environment that he's creating as well. It's like, mm. that's, I guess a chef's definition is a lot broader than just cooking. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, it is quite broad. And, I think we need to forget about those labels almost and just kind yeah. of, maybe the, if you need a label, you're creative. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it's yeah, like, yeah, there's this sort of, there are these archetypes, you know, and I'm not quite sure what they are, but, mm. um, archetypal roles that sort of, um, sometimes like, you know, encompass more than one career, like a career, just a career label is not enough to, it's not enough to describe who you are and what you do. Right. You know, it's yeah. just too narrow. Um, it's like, how do you explain to your parents? <laughs> it's like what you yeah, do. Yeah, it? you know. Basically. Um, um, I mean, there used to be terms for it, like before, mm. you know, the Industrial Revolution sort of just shoehorned shoe every, like, you know, shoe, put everyone into like a little shoebox. Yes, like, this yeah. is your function. This is, you do one thing, you specialize, you do one thing. And now, you know, like, I feel like, you know, once again, sort of like a little bit free to, yeah. you know, sort of spread your wings and sort of give yourself multiple roles. I think that's great. Yeah. Do, you, do you find your work evolving because of that, that you're able to kind of let go of that label? Do you see yourself kind of experimenting a bit more with your work? 
100%. Um, I, yeah, like some of my more recent clients are in consulting. Yeah, right. Um, And, you know, um, trying to just sort of take really complicated, um, you know, research reports or really complicated um, subject matter and then Mm. turn it via illustration to something that's easier to yeah access in a glance yeah, that absolutely. you know you you don't really need you don't you don't have need to spend like an hour reading something or listening to something or watching something yeah, or have yeah. a degree or you know ask people it's you know it's making it's translating mm. really isn't it yeah, yeah. right trans yeah um yeah translating simplifying yeah. simplifying um yeah what it's what kind of materials have you been using i mean I, i've noticed that you kind of use more traditional me- like mediums mm-hmm. of kind of pens and kind yeah. of paper type of way of illustrating. Mm. Has a digital aspect come into your work at all? Like, oh, kind of like working with an iPad, for example. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I bought a new iPad last week. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah iPad Pro. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. I had the, the previous iPad Pro, which yeah. was great, but this is like iPad iPad Pro Pro. Yeah, yeah, it's another uh, level. <laughs> oh man, it is. It is so much better than the the, the previous one. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um what are you using to draw on like what app um photoshop yeah, yeah. procreate yeah. um but yeah like i'm always i'm trying to, i always i'm always trying to get the the software and to to do what i do like yeah. on paper yeah yeah um i'm i find it very difficult trying to change my style or the way my hand moves or the way i hold a pencil yeah, yeah. or because now I'm drawing on an iPad or on a tablet. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's getting closer, but mm. there is still, I still have to give something up in order yeah. to get that convenience. And so... Um, Are you wanting to kind of move right over to digital or would you like to have the two together? Oh, uh, the, the two together for sure. Yeah, 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 they work really well together. Yeah. I think digital is trying to approximate, you know, real drawing. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's getting there yeah uh but yeah if you if you know how a brush how a a line of ink sort of interacts with a page Mm. you you can tell like i can tell like that stroke is a digital stroke you know the way the the ink pools at the end of the line before you lift the pen off the page yeah um (laughs) You know, if, if I love that detail, you see it in your eye as well mm. as you say that. It's just like it's very particular. Yeah, um, you know, if the if the paper is 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 too like porous, you know, mm. the, the yes. ink will yeah, feather. Right. Um, so you get these little, you know, that that really nice sort of effect. Sometimes it's nice. Sometimes it's really annoying. Yeah, right. Um, um, but oh, it's so hard for digital to approximate that kind of thing. Yeah, right. Um, so. Yeah, you know, like there's a there's still like this sort of heart and soul that you get from you know like a like real ink mm. on real paper that's you know on a wall. Yeah, right. That that digital can't can't do yet. It's trying so hard, but it's just not there. Yeah. Plus, well, you don't need to plug a paper into well, exactly. the wall. You know, yeah. like you don't need batteries. You no. don't need software. And that and that mm. is the beauty of it. It's just like you're. It's an art form that you know, you can do wherever you are as long as you have a, a pen with you and you can mm-hmm. even draw or on whatever surface, you know? Yeah. Where there's the limitation sometimes with the digital. Mm-hmm. It's like you need that power, you know? Yeah. And it's not going to always be there necessarily. So. Yeah. There are such parallels with photography as well. Mm. Um, oh, because, absolutely. Yeah, film photography. You, you can you can take a photo with n- no electronics, so to speak, yeah, you yeah. know, um, and develop it with chemicals. And, yeah. Um, there it is yeah. but it's not as convenient absolutely but, you know, well, that... how do you kind of find yourself for what reasons do you go to digital like if you had a client project that came to you commercial how do you work. decide commercial work? commercial work for commercial sure commercial work yeah yeah it's it's a lot quicker yeah right um, so the trade off is 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 speed absolutely um, and speed and um, you know if someone changes their mind about something it's mm. easy to accommodate um so you can accommodate a lot of the iterations and sort of evolutions of a creative process um d- working digitally 
but when something's you know bang on the page, there's yeah. a, you can you can move stuff around, but there's only so much you can do. <laughs> Um, and plus scanning things in every time is, yeah. you know, time consuming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that slows it down. Yeah. Digital gets 95% of the way there. Um, and you know, you can just attach it to an email. Yeah. Like, like Easy. that. Yeah. And that, and that mm. when you do that, it's like, you know, you get amazed by kind of the convenience and the ease of technology of like, yes. Wow. I could illustrate mm. something on this and then email mm-hmm. it to somebody so quickly. It's yeah. like, that's kind of amazing. Yeah, and commercially, it's never about like how it's done, but you know, the purpose is is more in the what what it's saying. Yes, or, absolutely. You know, the end result um, of it. Yeah, yeah, what's that gonna look like in this space, or mm. how will people respond to it there? Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I try to personal work. I keep on paper. I think. Yeah, I was gonna ask. No yeah, so like yeah. personal stuff. Like mm. I notice you do a lot of. Um, kind of just people like observing mm-hmm. observation kind of street style kind of what i've been kind of doing with my photography yeah just observing people and is yeah. that something you do kind of just on a sketchbook with you that you have with you or where does yeah. that come from yeah yeah um i've been doing that for a long time mm. um uh yeah just sitting and just watching people and, and drawing them yeah. um and uh yeah well, you learn so much you learn I, so much. I hear about you. Yeah, you know, like you it's see, amazing. you see yourself, you know, yeah. in in these little moments yeah. that just last like a for like a fleeting second. Yeah, and you're like, I know why, I know why your hand went there and then there. Yeah, because you felt this. Yeah, um, and um, um, yeah, people, people are the yeah, the best thing to draw. They're also the most challenging, you know. Yeah, and right. I like I like the challenge. Mm. They're always moving. They're never still. Um, is it something that you kind of draw on the spot or by memory or kind both, of a bit of both? Yeah. Both. I've, I, I, a lot of the time I try to draw from memory. Mm. Um, even if someone is sitting in front of me, um, at an event and I have to draw them and then give them the paper. Mm. Um, I don't like making them hold a pose. I yeah. don't like making them wait for too long. So, uh, I try to do my best to capture not necessarily like the details, but just like the things that make them them. Yeah. And that's enough. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a point where you're like, this isn't, this says everything that there is about this person, yeah. but another line is not going to change it. <laughs> you know, another hundred lines won't change it, Yeah. but they will, they'll just be standing there the whole time. So like, I love that. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> take it. And it, what is it? Is there something that you see in people sometimes that like a particular thing, like for me, when I'm photographing people, mm. it's, I'm looking for this sense of confidence of kind of how they're mm. dressed and how they carry themselves down the street. And they don't really care what anyone thinks of them. Mm-hmm. They're wearing their clothes the way they want to wear it. And that's amazing. And mm-hmm. that really draws me to them. Yeah. So something in particular that you kind of look for sometimes in people that is kind of, that makes you wait, oh, I have to illustrate you. I have to draw you. Oh, um, um, I used to really like drawing people that sort of stood out. Like this yeah. would be a fun person to draw. Right. Um, I, not anymore, you yeah. know? Um, I, I, I think that, um, after, after drawing enough people, I've become more sensitive to subtlety. Yes. Okay. Nice. And, yeah. and so. That everyone has a little something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So someone doesn't need to be dressed outrageously or be doing something eccentric yeah. to you know um get on the page like ev- like everyone has something mm. and um you know maybe it's in the way they move or you know there's there's so much more uh going on and i find that you know as i've sort of gone down this journey like i've become more sensitive at sort of seeing just picking out you know like like just like a split second of something Mm. that's not, um, that's gone. Yeah. Otherwise. Mm. I love that. Mm. It's quite beautiful. (laughs) Um, so you work in Fitzroy area, right? In Melbourne. Yes. How long you've been working out of there? You have your studio space that you work out of? Mm -hmm. I've been there for one. Uh, this is, I've been there this year. Yeah. Right. I've just moved in there. there. Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to work out of Fitzroy. Fitzroy is like, you know, the it's fantastic area. The spot. Yeah. I, I um, always gravitate towards it when I'm around in mm. Melbourne and it's just like, I don't know, there's an amazing energy and yeah. even from like a, the creative and business point of view, how the two just work so seamlessly together, mm-hmm. you have amazing 
shops and cafes and studio spaces and mm -hmm. it's all working where mm -hmm. sometimes you don't necessarily get that and yeah it's um what what yeah what do you love about it yourself um a lot of the time it's not in your face yeah you have to discover things mm. so you're if you have a curious mind you are rewarded yeah right um um which i think yeah a lot of a lot of there are a lot of areas of Melbourne that sort of are like that. Mm. Um, and I think ultimately, you don't even have to be anywhere special. If you have a curious mind and you're sensitive enough to something, you mm. will see it. Yeah. You know, like like a leaf on the ground yeah, like yeah. that, you know, shouldn't be there at this time <laughs> of year. You know, like how are I, you? I hear you. Yeah, how yeah. are you? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's no tree like that. Like, yeah. how, how, where did this come from? Um, yeah. So, um because I've, you know, been sort of watching and observing and, and putting things on paper, mm. um, I found that um, it has completely changed the way I think and the way I see. Yeah, right. Um, and, um, yeah, Fitzroy, yeah. Fitzroy, Fitzroy is a good spot, but, like, it doesn't have to be Fitzroy, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Is that the case? Like, is there something particular about Melbourne that you love? Or is it kind of just, you know... It's, you could be, you could you see yourself anywhere in the world. Um, it's either Melbourne or New York. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, are they comparable or are they different? Um, oh, they, I think they can, they're both, mm, right? Yeah. They're, um, they're comparable in, in so many ways. Um, there's an illustrator, Oslo Davis, who did this great yes. cartoon. Um, and I forgot what he called it, but he basically drew, I think it was a map of, Manhattan and Brooklyn, but renamed all the areas yes, with Melbourne yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I was like, ah, oh, that's so true. That is so true. <laughs> uh, I, I've started going to New York every year, um, for about two and a half, three months. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, in that time, like it's, you know, there are, I've, I've noticed parallels, um, of things that I like about there, things that I like about here. Yeah. Um, things that are very different, things that are very similar. And what is kind of the general mm. thing that you do like about the two? Um, uh, there's an energy. Yeah. Um, New York is is much bigger, faster, grander. Mm. Um, um, I I believe that our environments change the way we feel and think and yeah. even behave. Absolutely. And so one of the best ways to do that is to put yourself in a different environment. Um, um, I'm even with Fitzroy, like I've been here for, you know, I've been in Fitzroy, working out of Fitzroy this year, but last year I had decided to experiment with a, a private studio mm. and I always thought that would be fantastic for me. Um, everyone who's successful has a private studio. Yeah. I thought. The image of it is yeah. so like, yeah, this yeah, is the way it's right? to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, it feels like the goal, like you've made it when, you know, you've got... <laughs> You've got a whole room that's just just yours with yeah. shelves, you know, full of all your, you know, boxes of and, yeah. jars of, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely looked like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looked beautiful. Yeah. But, yeah, I was just sort of just, I was just there by myself, yeah. you know, sort of in this tomb almost. Um, oh, whereabouts in Melbourne? I was in Collingwood. Okay. Um um, having said that, I'm, there are people that thrive in an environment like that. Yeah, right. Um, and and I think um, I can up to a point, but not not every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so, you kind of make it a point to also go every day as well. Yes. Or, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, so knowing how like environment, how important an environment is, um, I always make sure that wherever I am, I'm in a good environment. And yeah. I like New York because the first time I went, I didn't know how I would feel. Yeah. But when I came back, I was, my, like, my brain was just yeah. like <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah, right. And it took two months for it to come back to how it yeah. is in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, there's that, definitely an energy there that is so, for myself, I, I adore mm -hmm. New York. I visit at least once a year as well. And mm -hmm. it's a great city, but by the end of it, I'm drained from it. Because yeah. it just, it takes so much energy out of me. Yes. Where then for me, coming back to, to Sydney is mm -hmm. just like, I've grown to really love it, uh -huh. I think in the end, because it was just that 
relax in that detox mm-hmm. almost. And it's mm-hmm. like, so I, I, I wonder like, it's just, if I'd be able to ever live in New York full time, because it would just be, yeah, yeah. and some people thrive completely off of that and love yes. that and get filled up. Yeah. Where I get depleted a little bit from it. Yeah. And yeah, fill yeah. up back in the calm, I think. Yeah. That's so interesting the way it does work yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. There's yeah, there is a yeah, there's a way. I mm. mean you have to manage it. Yes. You know? Absolutely. It's it's like you you know, it's like you get out of this car and you you get into another car that's got like, you know, like twenty times the horsepower. Like you have to <laughs> yes. know what you're doing. Yeah, um yeah. and um <laughs> absolutely feel that. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like my shape changes. You know, like you put water yeah. in like a different vessel and it changes shape. Yeah. Um, takes the shape of the vessel. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Um, what does your time there look like? What is what do you kind of try to get out of it? Um, when you are visiting. Oh, just, just see how I, how I change. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I think better. Mm. Um, my ideas sort of go to places they they don't otherwise go. Yeah. Um. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming, living here, like it's still, I still thrive, but, um, um, yeah, it's sort of, sometimes my brain doesn't go far enough. Yeah. Right. You know, my, like, yeah, I, I, it's so hard to explain. Like, no, I hear you. It's something like it's, mm. There's a, a roadblock sometimes and it's like, mm. whether that is psychological or even if it, it could be physical, it's just, it seems like you need to get out of a space sometimes to mm. kind of really let that, yeah like it's that block needs to get, kind of get out of the way physically or mentally. And it's, mm-hmm. I think that's important a mm-hmm. lot of times to do that. And it's, it could be any city or it could be a particular city like New York. Oh yeah. Different cities have different effects. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, but New York state of mind is a thing. Yeah. 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 Um, um, yeah. Yeah, Perth, like Perth, like I was in Perth. Um, well, that's an go... extreme difference, isn't it? From going Perth to Melbourne to New York. Yeah, when I go back to Perth, yeah. um, you know, again, like I just slow down so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, your, your family's in Perth still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when I come, the, the difference between Perth and Melbourne is like, in, in a little, it's sort of like comparable to like, say Melbourne and a city like New York. Yeah, right. Um, just that the difference. Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that. I like that. I, I hear you all 100% there. Mm. <laughs> um, so what does your kind of normal days and kind of your average day in Melbourne look like while you're here? Um, average day is I, I get up around seven or eight. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to push it and get up earlier and earlier. Mm. Um, it's really hard to do. <laughs> Uh, I've got all these tricks. Like I, I don't keep my phone in my room. Yeah, um, smart. Which yeah, is as well. which is good to do anyway, yeah. regardless of what time you're waking up. Um, Fall asleep with a book rather than a phone or something. That's I, I found yeah. myself. My one of my resolutions this year was to read a lot more, and mm-hmm. I would normally probably read a book a year. Yeah, <laughs> most. Yeah, I've I'm now on my fourth book this year, and it's Amazing. like. I, that's the trick is just before I go to bed, read uh-huh. a chapter of a book and I'll yeah. get through a lot more books. So what are you reading at the moment? Um, Bill Cunningham book. Uh, do you uh-huh. know Bill Cunningham? He's a New York times photographer. Yes. He was a photographer. He passed away yes. recently and he did street style. Yeah. He had like a small digital camera. Yes, and a small would... camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Photograph for the times mm-hmm. for I think 30, maybe 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but before he passed away, or after he passed away, they found a, a memoir that he had written. Right. Um, from when he was, like, from his early days, from that kind of documented from the 30s to the 60s. Yes. And this time he was making hats. Like, that was his career. And it kind of documents okay. the whole time of him going to war, going to France, mm-hmm. talking about the mm-hmm. opening up his own shops in New York. And it's mm-hmm. just so fascinating. It's just before. Mm-hmm. he started all the photography stuff that he had done. So it's like he didn't yeah. touch a camera until the very end of this book. I'm almost done it. Uh-huh. And it's just fascinating to see kind of, he had the fascination for fashion and women's fashion and yeah. he loved it since he was a kid. Yeah. And to see how that evolved and the way that he kind of expressed that in so many different ways mm-hmm. throughout his life, eventually mm-hmm. just photographing and documenting it. Yeah. Um, 
and to even creating it now with like yeah. these hats and all this amazing stuff. Just fascinating read and just quite oh. I, he, and he just he wrote in a such a very kind of I don't know very comforting basic way that is just mm. like talking to another person and it wasn't mm. fancy writing at all and he admits to that and it's like it just I, I admire his work as and more so not necessarily his photos but his work ethic where he kind yeah. of he did this job for 30 yeah. years documenting yeah. people every day and just yeah. it's that if not many people could do that for that long mm-hmm. you know people especially nowadays you get so mm-hmm. sick of something and mm-hmm. you get tired of doing a project and it's like right if i you know i've done this now for almost 10 years if i can yeah. continue doing it for another 20 years that's going to be uh, yeah. crazy so yeah, I, yeah. I admire that work ethic about him that's yeah quite crazy so yeah and it's so it's so good to not just look at the output yeah you know we look at you know people you admire and you look at their output like what they've done their achievements but Mm. also how how they got how they did it how where it came from Mm. right like from hats yeah hat making to taking photos yeah is amazing yeah that's amazing you know um there are so many so many examples of you know really really successful creatives who transitioned from you know one um, industry mm. into another um, and, and had think, a common link always but you could express it in different ways and kind of yeah. go without yeah yeah it's like you know there's plants in like this really uh, the wrong environment you know and then like yeah. one day someone takes it and puts it yes. in this other room and then yes, like, boom. yes yeah um, love that that's yeah. great <laughs> um, um, but yeah sometimes and it's not you know you the if you if you're a plant, like sometimes you might think, oh, it's me, like you know, like if my flowers are just this is the size they are, yeah, are, you know, you don't know and how then, much bigger it could be. Yeah, one day you just like go, go into like another room <laughs> and like pff, it's like oh, sunlight, you yeah, know, like nutrients. Love that. <laughs> Nitrogen. Anyway, your continued mm. day in Melbourne. As oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, my day in Melbourne. So, um, I wake up. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> wake up. Let's try to um, get to the next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um i record my own podcast um (laughs) no um uh yeah i I come into the kitchen um and not having the phone in the room means that it sort of pulls me out as well because i come in the kitchen and my phone's right here yeah right yes um um, yeah we're we're doing this in my kitchen um (laughs) and um uh yeah and then i sort of i put some music on um turn on the coffee machine make breakfast um and then by around 9 30 10 i walk down to the studio yeah okay nice and um so like maybe a 30 minute walk mm. uh in that time i see things smell things hear things yeah. and um somehow informs something you know yeah. something in my head will click at a, some sometimes um so that's get, also an important time for you just to get out and kind of just almost a meditative state of just walking and kind of looking around and taking things in 100 percent. yeah it's like a portal yeah um you know you were talking about working from home versus working outside of yeah um if when you work from home like you don't have the opportunity to sort of like transition from home to whatever the other side is Mm. and and i think a commute for everyone is like an automatic portal yeah and it's so tiresome sometimes you think oh it wouldn't be great to just work from home and not have to do that yeah. but you don't pass through you no. know and then that's great um so anyway so i pass through <laughs> i come out the other side and, yeah. and now i'm you know i'm jeff the illustrator check yeah. my emails get to the studio check my emails try and like keep my inbox down to like under 10 yeah. <laughs> um try um and then yeah just get on with i pick three things every day that i need to do yeah um be it work or personal and then i try and like just do them yeah and then sometimes it takes the whole day sometimes it takes part of the day mm-hmm. um yeah then when it's done i yeah just depends on what what day of the week it yeah, is you know yeah. like yeah. some days i go to life drawing some days i'm you know have friends over for dinner um um i'll go see a show or a gig or there's lots to take in basically mm. in the city that's for sure <laughs> yeah yeah and that's one of the great things about living in melbourne there's yeah. just 
there is something to satisfy every, every, uh, you know, need. The little itchy mm. need is the kind of there mm. to kind of be able to scratch it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. In- intellectually yes. speaking. <laughs> um, I guess any anyway, last question, what mm. does it feel to be you right now? Like what's in your head? Mm. Are you in a good state of mind? Are you in a bad state of mind? Kind of what's it like? To oh, be you? um, I think it's a constant state of managing yeah, right. one's state of mind. Okay. Um, and, um, yeah, which, which means, uh, yeah, like I, I try to, you know, consider, you know, what I'm eating or, mm. you know, what my environment, yeah. um, to put it in really simply, um, my, to manage my mind, I have to manage my environment. Yeah. Um, and that boils down to, you know, right down to like what I'm wearing. Um, uh, you know, if I'm not dressed warmly enough, I'm going to feel cold. And if I feel cold, <laughs> then, you know, like this, 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 um, the knock on effect of, of those decisions yeah, becomes yeah. apparent. Um, so it, it does seem like you are in the moment and kind of, you are making sure that you are taking care of yourself mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. Yeah. 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 Inside and out. Yeah. Um, um, it's super important. Um, does that come naturally to you? No, no, right. no. Um, it is, it is 100% learned, um, because the misconception is that it's, it is natural. Like that is a natural state, but it's, um, it takes so much work. And, um, if I just take my foot off the gas, it's, it's just gone so fast. You know, like if I take my phone back into, even if I take my phone back into my room for like a week, it changes. Like I will wake, I will get out of bed at 10, not seven. Um, you know, I won't get, my ideas will change. Like they're harder to access. Yeah. Um, I'm much later for things, you know, I have to say no to stuff because I'm working later at the studio. Yeah. It's yeah. So it's um, funny how that it just does all connect. Yeah. That's everything that. is just related. Um, and it's good to have those mm. kind of little, little things like having your phone out of your room mm. that you don't think would make a big impact by it. Mm-hmm. It all adds up at the end, doesn't it? It it all adds up, and there are so many little things that yeah. have these huge payoffs, um, and and so it makes it makes so much sense to pay attention to yeah. um, just really small things. Like, um, I mean, another one is cooking. Like, I've um, I decided I want to get better at cooking, and yeah. that has completely changed my life. And cooking has changed the way I draw. Yeah, you right. know, because I've seen, I've seen the way like a pasta sauce turns, you know, after <laughs> like an hour, like the tomato sauce, like just, just transforms into something else. So just, yeah. you know, after simmering and like a low, low heat for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes, you know, I feel the same way about an idea or a project, you know, like this idea is not going to come to you right now. Yeah. But, you know. Go like, change your environment, oh, go do something. Yeah. Minutes. A week later, an hour later. The inspiration is there. Yeah. That's how, you know, talk to the right person or, you know, yeah. or even not. Like sometimes we don't smell something that'll give you an idea. Yeah. Right. Um, it takes you, like, I find that as well. Just to even just the smell of like a, a pizza oven kind of burning kind of out in mm, the streets mm. completely brings me back to like being a kid in Italy and visiting my family. And yeah. it's just that always puts me in a different state of mind instantly. Yes. And I think differently and I, I, new ideas come up to me and it's like, yes, it's almost like it's this, I don't know, like a biological thing even from just being from that homeland type uh-huh. of smell, uh-huh. just all of a sudden changes me as a person. Yeah. You know? It's quite amazing. Just little things like that. Yeah. And, and that's one thing I, f- I forgot to mention when you asked what I was wearing at the start of the podcast, mm. because my, my cologne as well. Yes. Right. Um, what do you wear? Um, I switch either between, um, Patchouli Twenty Four by Lil right. Labo. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, love that. Oh, that yeah. Yeah. So, or um, <laughs> but so expensive. Yes, I, I was. I literally <laughs> mm. on this trip. Yeah. Was looking at that one particularly yeah. to get as a new one. Uh huh. Or I ended up buying my regular, which is um, mm. Aesop. Um, it's the Hinoki one. I forget what it's called, cool. but it has a really nice kind of woodsy Hinoki smell to it. Yeah. That um. Yeah. I love. Yeah, kind of like my, that's my other one, is the same. The yeah. same? Oh, yeah. What's it's it called? It's Quill. So it's Quill. They got Quill, Quill Tacit, and I think Marrakesh. Yes. Yeah. So 
it's, yeah and that's just i love it yeah <laughs> um so that's a little easier to access yeah. uh, you know <laughs> it's still expensive I mean, but it's, yeah yeah i'm i mean i'm only just getting samples of lilava every time yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where they give samples um i mean you have to pay for it oh, okay yeah, yeah like a sample lasts me a month yeah nice and you know i'm not, not committed to um <laughs> Yeah, it was good because I didn't. I hated patchouli at the start. Yeah, no, I, I did not like it. I was like, it smells like someone spilled whiskey on me. Like, <laughs> I, but I instantly kind of gravitated towards that. There's yeah. something quite amazing about it. Yeah, grown. I began to, I, I began to think about it. Yeah, oh, yeah. that smell. Oh, <laughs> ooh, that smell. I, it's good. I, should, I need to get that one. And to ask who, what mm. they're wearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you do? Smell it. Yeah, and people say that, like you know. Um, Oh, I, you know, I thought I thought you were. I thought of you, and then I realized it wasn't you. But yeah, right. Someone and that's the impact on smell, your... isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Cool. I, actually, I had one more question that mm. I've been asking everybody since mm. it's the the sweet life mm. um, is the theme of the podcast. What mm. is one of your favorite sweets that you like to eat? Tiramisu. Yeah, that's a third <laughs> in, the, in the series. Yeah. Everyone likes tiramisu. I love the tiramisu. Oh man. As well. Yeah. Um, yeah. My housemate. Um, we're having dinner here tonight and, and, um, um, she was like, what can I bring? And, you know, I was like, tiramisu, <laughs> maybe tiramisu from Umberto's up yeah, the road. Right. Oh man. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I need Good to learn how to make it. Yes, yeah. I know. Well, mm. that'd be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. We'll leave it at that. Oh, right. Thank you, Jeffrey, so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Giuseppe. That's uh, awesome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Portrait Session in partnership with Emporio Armani. If you enjoyed this story and would like to read more stories about men in this town, check out issue 11 of Mint Magazine, available now at meninthistown.com. Have a great day and thanks again for your support.